Hi, everybody. It's five songs or less. We don't have a band that we're talking about because uh, I'm behind schedule. Isn't that cool? But you know who's here with me because he's the nicest boy alive? <laughs> Cody. I almost hey. said your full name, but uh, I'm Ooh, not going to do. Don't dox me. I'm not going to dox you. Thank you. Uh, Cody's here. Uh, I'll consider this birthday present part three. Yeah. Happy birthday, Danny. Thanks. 41, baby. 41. Uh, how's 41? Is it different than 40? No, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It was my birthday. I don't have any episodes. I'm recording an episode tomorrow with Lush. And I'm recording an episode on Thursday with Nate. And I just gave, today I gave Eric a new playlist. So that's something to look forward to, everybody. So this is my get out of jail free card. I don't have to put up with your playlist for a couple weeks. I don't have a playlist. I don't have an idea of anything I I could give you. Really? It gives me off the hook for not giving one to you for a very long time. You're supposed to give me, um, what's that band we're going to go see? Blink-182? No. Well, yes, but (laughs) Turnstile. Turnstile? Yeah. All right. That's for people who listened to the last episode. That's, I think, the band that I have decided to do, that it will be something that I do like that Danny probably won't like, because he says he doesn't like them, but I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either. We'll see whenever that episode happens. Okay. So anyway, I was going to like come on here and just like bullshit with myself for a while. But then Cody was nice enough to um, offer to bullshit with me. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I was going to talk about, and I don't know if Cody wants to do this, was I was going to watch the music video for the new Blink-182 song. (laughs) I feel like we're stepping on someone else's toes here. We're encroaching, but their episodes, I think, are only behind the paywall. Is that true? I think that's true. Yeah. And also, I I don't know. Is there any crossover? Do you think that there's anyone from the Blink-155 Nation that listens? I don't know. Do you get any hits from Canada? I do get a few hits from Canada, some of which may be my sister. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know who, uh, I don't know how Josh, Joshua, Danger Gavin, uh, came to find the pod. He might be from the Blink-155 world. I can't remember. Huh. But I don't think anybody uh, from that world listens regularly, maybe on uh, occasion. Um, so Just any, on the episodes that I'm on. Only the episodes that Cody's on. I did... Uh, uh, fire up my Blink 155 loves sack uh, Twitter account the other day. I, I did too. I logged on and I immediately felt in, like I was in a bad place. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That t- Twitter uh, community just really makes me spin out. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with. There's so many things that I like. I kind of want to like talk about uh-huh. when people mention and then i also like there are so many layers of like 
irony and <laughs> um yeah it's just like impossible to know what anybody is talking about if it's actually they actually like this thing or they actually hate this thing <laughs> or they're just making a joke about something they don't understand yeah i i know that it's probably me being like old and out of touch <laughs> So anyways, I logged in and looked at it for a little while and have not logged back in since, which is kind of a win because I'm trying to like stay off of social media. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. Uh, I was I was very excited about it um, on my birthday because that's when the new Blink-192 song was released. And so I was posting a few things, um, but I haven't gone on since. I'll have to go on and check. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got some comments from the, the some of the old usuals that I used to get comments from. So oh, that was nice. 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 Uh, I don't think I got anything. I maybe got a couple likes. Um, I you, feel like you were not nearly as annoying as as I was. <laughs> I got really into it. I feel like um, maybe Josiah is the only person that actually remembers us slash me. Maybe he's the only one keeping the sack alive in Blink One Fifty Five. I wonder if he is. Uh, I, don't I was know. very. I was pretty. I I will admit I was pretty excited that he mentioned Sacramento in the in the episode. So, in which have episode got, have, have you gotten that far? No, in the season, season I have two? not gotten that they, far. They they play a news footage. Uh huh. Um, of you know them talking, people talking about the return of Blink One Eighty Two, and they're like, "Oh, hey, this is a Sac News Channel. Oh, I wonder if uh, Sac the Sacramento guys are coming back. Oh, a lot of a lot of people turned their backs on us after we stopped doing Blink One Eighty Two, or something like that. Yeah, something to that effect. So, oh shit, I need to finish listening. Yeah, and then I'll harass them on Twitter some more. Yeah, make <laughs> sure to tag them in this episode. I will. I will. <laughs> and give them some. Give them some timestamp so they'll only have to listen to the part that we're talking about them but anyway do you want to watch that video we don't have to yeah let's i mean i've watched it once i've listened to the song once uh, um, aside from like the little clip in the um that announcement video yeah or i think you're gonna have to make sure it doesn't show up on the audio because we'll get will we get uh taken off I, of spotify i, I, I bet okay. you will get taken off uh what's that song called Edging. <sighs> Edging. That's dumb. All right, here we go. Blink-182 Edging official video. Hey, look I at that. Oh, I love this. Yeah. The little logo at the beginning. Oh, Tom. Yeah. It, like, starts off embarrassing right away. Oh, I really don't like the get the rope line yeah uh, <laughs> why did I come up with this idea it's the nice thing is the worst parts of the song happen in the first 20 seconds sure sure yeah I guess it does kind of sound like Tom I, I told Cody that I didn't think it sounded like Tom but Embarrassing. The best part about this video is he's got a seven second sticker on his guitar. Yeah, he's got the old guitar out that has the seven seconds and the sieve yeah. sticker on it. 
it's pretty it's pretty sick i kind of like that bass that uh uh, mark's got too that's cool yeah um man travis sucks (laughs) but he could spin sticks i know (laughs) Honestly, my ideal Blink lineup. Uh-huh. Mark, Tom, Scott Rayner, and Matt Skiba. Just put sure. all four yeah. of them. Yeah. Get, rid of, get rid of Travis. Get Parker. rid of Travis. I just... I think that this part sounds okay. Sure. This is maybe the or most... Or this part coming up. Mm, no, not this part. The part where Mark starts kind of like singing over whatever yeah. else is going on. Um, I think it was on that 155 episode, but they said it sounded like a shitty Green Day ripoff. Yeah, yeah. And it totally does. Totally. Ugh. Uh, maybe that part that I was thinking of that was it, good actually isn't. Maybe I made that up. Well, there was that the, the first one you said uh, yeah, sounded I guess good. That's what I was thinking of that was kind of a pre-bridge or some shit. The the guy that made this video is like a popular YouTube guy. Oh really? I don't. He's not like an influencer, but he's been making like videos for a really long time. I had to read about it. Oh, he's okay. like very young. Mm-hmm. Well, Blink-182 is back, guys. Yep. We're going to go see uh, them. We, I got tickets. I want to I wanna like bef- squash some rumors okay. before they get started. So with Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing, which sucks, and so now you, we keep hearing about how like nobody can afford to go so, see Blink-182 and the, the tickets are like start at like $300 and the floor seats are like a thousand dollars. I did not pay that much for the tickets. Good. I somehow Good. got in early enough before the diet, like, cause the dynamic pricing is based on demand. So I guess when you buy early, the demand isn't as high yet. So I was able to get tickets for, uh, well under what people are complaining about mm-hmm. so don't don't think that i would spend that much money on a blink 182 no, ticket because no. i um, that morning i heard that tickets were 250 dollars, and i told cody to stop and then he said he got tickets for much less than 250 dollars. i would say much less than 250 dollars. Okay. not even half that much and if I could do math mm, better, I impossible. could break it down more than that. But I'll just we'll round up to to less than half. Yeah, yeah. More than a quarter, I think. Okay. Mm. Anyways, well, that's good. Still more than I should probably uh, give to Blink One Eighty Two and Ticketmaster sure. and the Golden One Center. But what can I say? Yep. I got caught up in the excitement, in the hype. Yeah. Got excited for the hype. Yeah, I also got the almost the worst imaginable seats at the time, which are on the side on the very last row on the very top. 
but since then, they've opened up more of the, the stadium mm-hmm. and you can buy seats from that are basically behind the stage for way more money than I paid for the seats we got. So Ticketmaster's cool. Ugh, that's gross, man. It's super gross. Why are we going to this concert? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be super fun. man. It will be fun. I am very excited. Do you know if Arjit got tickets too? He was talking about getting floor tickets. Oh boy. His sister was trying to get them, I guess. I don't oh. know if they actually if they actually got them or not. Also, there's a good chance that tickets are going to become available as time goes on and they'll be much cheaper again. So sure. who knows? Do you but, think it's going to sell out? Um, I don't think so. Do things think sell so. out at Golden One? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Things definitely I want to say that show that me and Nate went to might have been uh, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's going to be super fun. It's also going to be awful. Like there's going to be so many annoying people there. Yeah. But we just have to roll with it. Do you think uh, that they are going to play any songs off of California or nine that Matt wrote? Um, My guess would be no. But I kind of wish they would. But I don't know. Because because now because, you know, the whole thing with Matt is like, oh, what's it going to sound like when he sings Tom's parts? Now it's like, oh, what's Tom going to sound like when he sings Matt? Yeah, but they have they had to play the Tom songs. They don't have to play Matt songs. Yeah. Nobody cares about those songs. Yeah. I after edging came out, I went back and listened to California Uh And man, there's some a couple pretty good songs on there's, that. There's there's pretty good songs on those. There's records. some like production issues with yes. that record, but uh, the opener is like I kind of think is really good. My my biggest takeaway from uh, Blink One Fifty Five Season One was. <laughs> Blink 182 are good songwriters. They're just not good performers. Uh, and their huh. stuff gets overproduced because every yeah. episode, every episode, no matter how bad the song was, there was good bedroom covers. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, taking the songs back to yeah. down to its roots or down mm-hmm, to the core, mm-hmm. it's a good song. It's just presented very poorly. With the caveat that songwriting doesn't include lyrics. Although every once in a while they'll hit they'll, some, they'll they hit on something lyrics. that's good, but they, they also, also have, have really, really, really bad lyrics. Yeah, they have dumb lyrics about uh, fucked her in church or whatever the fuck he says in that new song. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, bully. yeah. I'm an atheist, Man. and that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing the people that I do know that actually listen to this, mm-hmm. I bet you they are really loving this conversation. Oh yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Hi, Matt. <laughs> i'll 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 undox him real quick hi matt oh yeah Uh, hi uh uh dp maybe hi dp um well let's stop talking about blink 182 okay on saturday cody and i went record shopping for danny's birthday for my birthday for the first I told time. him we we went into um, the warehouse record store on Foreign Road, and I told him <laughs> he could pick out one tape, and I would buy it for Aww. him. Thanks, Just Cody. Kidding. 
Just kidding. I don't think the warehouse was on Florin Road. That was Tower. The tower was on Florin. Where, Where was, was the warehouse? Was there a warehouse? I, don't I think remember so. That. Hmm. I remember not good guys. What was the other one? Circuit Circuit City. City. I remember Circuit City because that's where I bought my copy of Offspring Smash. I never went to Circuit City or the good guys. I didn't know that Circuit City sold CDs. They did. That's a fun sentence to say. (laughs) Circuit Circuit City sold CDs. (laughs) They did. Well, unless my my uh, memory is incorrect, which, you know, could happen. Mm -hmm. You bought the Offspring Smash there, huh? Yes, I did. Offspring is the of all the bands that all the quote unquote punk bands mm-hmm. that have made it on the radio. The Offspring are hands down the absolute worst yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, they're fucking awful. Anyways, anyways, I, I interrupted. What we uh, went, we went record shopping. store shopping mm-hmm. for my birthday on Saturday. My birthday was on Friday, but we went on Saturday, and it was lots of fun. We haven't been record store shopping in a while. We went to Rockland, California, because I had never been to those record stores. Cody had. And so we're going to talk. Well, this is like a haul video. Do you watch those haul videos on, on YouTube uh, sometimes? I don't. I don't. They seem unbearable. Yeah. And the, the idea of doing this podcast actually seems a little unbearable, but I'm excited to talk about a couple of these records that I bought. Yeah, we got we both got some fun stuff. I got five records and spent way too much money. Cody got mm-hmm. four records and spent less than I did, I think. Mm-hmm. A couple of them were some pretty cheap. bargain records. Yeah. yeah, yeah, smart guy. But I'm going to go first since I got more records and it's my birthday. Um, So the first one I picked up, what was that first store we went to? Audio Nerd. We went to Audio Nerd in Rockland, California. I The first one I bought, I picked up that I immediately was like, yep, I'm buying this. I'm opening it now. I haven't opened it yet. I haven't had time. Oh, you're making it not only a haul video, but an unboxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of this is a video. Yeah. I got Promise Rings, Very Emergency. I believe this is a recent reissue. They've reissued their bunch of their catalog. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yep. That's and you, just vinyl. You don't, have, you don't have that one on vinyl I, yet? I do not. Okay. Uh, I am still missing one LP of theirs. I'm missing Woodwater. Someday I will get it. I kind of slept on this album for a long time, and they had it uh, at the beat for quite a long time as well. Huh. And I never picked it up because it was like the Promise Ring album that, I don't know, a lot of people didn't like, and I was listening to the masses. But when um, when Nate and I did our Promise Ring episode, I listened to this album and it's really fucking good. It's like a it's like a power pop uh, geek rock kind of record. OK, that sounds cool. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. So I'm happy to finally have it on vinyl, black vinyl. I actually kind of prefer black vinyl over. Yeah. Colors usually. I've started, if there's an option, I will pick the black vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't help but think also in 20 years, the everything that's on black vinyl will actually be the rare version of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was my first purchase. Uh, instant pickup. I spent, I'm going to tell everyone how much money I spent. 
I spent $19.99 on that record. Not too bad. Nice. Actually. Uh, you want to shout out a track that you really like on it? I had I had time when I was waiting for you. I had time to kind of look at these records and pick pick some oh, sure. standout tracks. Um, I'll go with the single off this record because I don't know it that well. Um, but Emergency Emergency, I believe, was the single. And it's a very good song. Nice. Yeah. What was the what was the mid nineties emo band you gave me for this podcast that I already forgot the name that I already f- forgot because I get them mixed up with the promise ring for some reason Brave. yes Brave. yeah mm-hmm. cool uh, anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first record is this from Audio Nerd this oh are we going in yeah well, let's go in order? chronological order um is I was going like, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, this Towns Van Sant record. Nice. Uh, Our Mother the Mountain. I don't know if you've ever listened to Towns Van Sant. I've not. He's, I'm waiting on that playlist. He's great. He's It's like daunting because I feel like I hear people talk about Towns Van Sant like he's like their close personal friend. Whoa. Like people who are very passionate. I mean, because he's great and he's... I mean, he's amazing. Uh, uh, really long time ago, back in the day, uh, Carlos at, at Tower mm-hmm. uh, let me borrow some Towns Van Sant. I don't think I was ready for it because I don't re- remember what album he lent me. Uh-huh. He lent me some other stuff at the same time, Leonard Cohen and stuff, and that sort of stood out more. But anyways, I've come back around to Towns, Towns Van Sant. Cool. This album is... Uh, an early ish, maybe his second album. It's man. He's uh, so good. He sounds so sad all the time. I don't know. I, I, I grabbed videos for everything. If you want me to pop it into watch together. I mean, obviously I don't want to like listen to the whole thing here, but, um, okay. We can listen to a little bit. Let's see if I hit play. Is that going to play for both of us? Should. There it goes. All right. This song's called Kathleen. Fat Possum Records. Yeah, they reissued everything. Okay. Which isn't Fat Possum also like a subsidy of Epitaph now? Is it? I kind of think it is, but maybe not. I don't know. Anti wasn't crunchy enough, so they had to do Fat Possum. Well, that's what I was getting at is another record I'm doing is on Anti. and weird that if at 40 years old i'm 40 years old i'm still um Maybe supporting epitaph yeah <laughs> yeah I got the stuff this is pretty good i like yeah. the strings i wasn't expecting that yeah yeah the strings are maybe, maybe I'll go a little down, mm, i'm trying to think of the other of a couple of his other albums i think the one before this and the one after it and don't not remembering as much strings. So, so is yours uh, an older pressing, maybe original? No, no. This is this is the Fat Possum reissue, which is cool because it's in great shape. Yeah. It's new. It's newer, and it was fairly cheap, and mm-hmm. it sounds really good. So Sweet. I was uh, stoked I to find. Like I'll buy a used reissue that like is clean before I'll buy like an original that's like. Yeah, messed up totally. for more money because it's original, you know. Totally. So yeah, 
Yeah. Towns Vincent. He's great. I like the color scheme on this video. It makes it seem like Christmas. <laughs> it does look like your Christmas video. <laughs> and even the font there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. All right. What's your next? Oh, what's your next one? I would not be mad at a playlist of that, Cody. Okay. I can, I can do that. Uh, my next pick is uh, another emo band. One, uh, not a band that I was introduced to uh, on this podcast, but an album that I was introduced to on this podcast. We have Jimmy World's Invented. I'm not familiar with this record. Is this like a 2010s record? This is 2010 on the dot. Nice. Yes, 2010 pressing. Could, they only pressed it I on tell by once. that al- album cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. They only pressed it once? Yeah, Is that what you said? only been pressed once on vinyl. Uh, okay. So, uh, I was happy to see this. This one I saw in the stacks. I picked it up. I looked at it. And I said, maybe. And I put it back. And I uh-huh. went around the rest of the store, looked through th- some things. Couldn't find anything else that I wanted more than this. So I went back and picked this up. Nice. Um, I have not listened to this entire album. Okay. I know one song off of it. The title track, Invented. We can listen to a little bit of it if you'd like. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I um, I don't think I've heard any Jimmy Eat World past. Past Bleed American. <laughs> Bleed, Bleed American. Yeah, that's exactly why uh, the last episode of Jimmy Eat July last year, um, I had Dante give me songs post Bleed American because I'd never listened uh, to any of them either. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. And he gave me some very good songs. Unfortunately, there's no music video or anything, but that's okay. We'll listen to a little bit of this. So this is the title track, Invented, by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, I also paid 19... This one was 1998. Oh. I believe it's black, final. Uh, I want to say that that Towns Van Sant record was like $15, and it's on black vinyl, if that's an important part of this haul video. Uh, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Mark Trombino. Okay. So far, it kind of just sounds like Iron and Wine or something. Hmm. I'm sure it's it's building. The, uh, the time is ridiculous. I see that this is a seven minute song. It's a it's a closer. I mean, it's not actually the closer, but it but it's a closer. Yeah. It's a gorgeous song. Sounds good. Yeah, it was. It was. I believe uh, when I was picking my favorites, it was my number two. Okay. Oh, he says a swear word in this song, Cody. What does he say? Uh, I think he says fuck. Wow, that's rare for Jimmy. I know, right? right? Anyway, it's a slow burn of a song, but it's a great one. I should probably listen to this album now that I own it. Yeah. Can you skip sure. to like a, a minute before it ends to see? Yeah. I want to see what it's building to here. Let's see. We'll go to. I'll give a timestamp for anybody else who wants to, you know, hear, listen to the drop of the song. Ooh, we've got a Lawrence, Kansas update from Matt Hall. Ooh. All right, 455 is where you're going to want to skip to. Oh, God, I love it. 
It doesn't last long enough, though. Uh, Matt Hull says, Mates of State and Appleseed Cast are also from Lawrence. Oh, I had no idea that Mates of State were from there. I saw them play together at Capitol Garage. <laughs> we should we should have him join <laughs> the call. We keep we keep doxing him. I'm sure you're going to edit it out. But for everyone who maybe doesn't know, we know like 17 people named Matt. So we refer to all of them with their last. Yeah. Names. Yeah. That's true. Um, like there's not a default. There's not one Matt that I just call Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're they all have to have their. I'm pretty their sure I've, I've uh, said his full name on the well, not his full name, but first and last name on the podcast before and shouted out Electro Group. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Type say Demos. <laughs> oh, this is good pod. Yeah, we good. should. You should make Matt his own episode. Good content. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Cody. What what was your next record you got? All right. So I was gonna save this. I was gonna save this record for last because I just listened to it oh. and it absolutely blew me away. Oh. But I did. I did buy it in Rockland at what was that store Audio called? Uh, no, no, no. The oh, other one. We're, the second we're moving one. on now, which is good because yeah. yeah. Um, that was to- high tone. High tone. High, high tone. High tone records. Yeah. This is uh, an album by Jerry Jeff Walker called Contrary to Ordinary. Jerry Jeff Walker is a country guy. I think I told you in the car, like, oh, yeah, he's like a, a country singer's country singer. Yes. Like, he, he never made it, but everybody loves him. And uh, I think that's true. Like, he kind of stopped even trying to make radio songs, like, in the early 80s, I think. Um but it's not this record. I kind of thought he was like a songwriter that everybody loved. And he is. He wrote he's written a lot of songs that other people have made more famous than he has. This record in particular, though, is he doesn't write a single song on it, which I was oh, surprised. A covers record. I mean, you know, it's not a covers record. It's like, you know, most country records are like oh, written by other people. You know, that's how country music works. Danny. OK. <laughs> um. But it is really, really good. It's this song. This album is not on uh, Apple Music, so I assume it's not on Spotify. And in fact, like some of these songs, like there's a couple songs that are like deep in like a greatest hits collection type of thing. But it's a bummer because I wish everyone could listen to this record. Uh, you could buy it on Discogs for like five bucks. Is it on YouTube? Uh, uh, yes, it is. And I've got a song queued up. There's, I'd say like half of each side is like A plus, And then there's some stuff that I don't like as much. This record sounds really good. And it's oh. incredible because it, it, he, uh, according to the credits, he recorded it in his house. Whoa. Um, in what he calls the Guy Clark room, which is great because uh, Guy Clark is a, another person I love. And in fact, one of the songs on this record was written by his wife. Uh, what's her name? Kathleen Clark, maybe? I don't know. Anyways. Kathleen Turner. Uh, Kathleen Turner, that's right. Um, 
this record is kind of a yacht rock record. He's like a Whoa. country yacht rock guy. And I think this record is maybe kind of where he turned around and started doing stuff that was more production and not just kind of like smart ass down on his luck singer songwriter mm-hmm. stuff. The first song on the first side is called trying to hold the wind up with a sail. Yeah, I don't know if you'll love it. I love it. I think anyone who's like is into like Steely Dan or the Dead or like any of that kind of like just like I don't know, uh, chill, yeah, whatever kind of technical, but just like laid back music would like this stuff. Uh, this song doesn't sound country like almost at all, but, uh, take a listen, uh, listen, especially to the bass on this song. It is wild. Um, fun bass. I've got a couple of timestamps cause I don't, we don't have to listen to the whole thing, but like, um, I'll play just like the intro for a little bit. You're gonna have to turn it up so you can hear it. Okay. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Jeff Walker. (laughs) Jerry Jeff Walker. What does this remind me of? This part of this song reminds me of... Is it the liar of Orpheus? Those two Nick oh, Cave records shit. that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I was thinking it, of, but totally. Yeah. I think the only thing that's remotely country is the organ, like the sound of the yeah. organ. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to skip just a couple seconds ahead. Okay. This is where the bass just... Oregon. It's got that like the reggae snare every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I was reading that he was like kind of getting into like Caribbean yeah. stuff. Uh, all right, and then I'm gonna go to the end here, the last minute. Uh, it's got it's got a bit of a build. Ooh. It builds to this, and okay. man, I just really love it. Like a fanciful electric piano. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. Switching up octaves. Yeah. pretty fucking great that was a, yeah that's a way to end a song right there folks yeah yeah i could yeah i mean there's another song the first song on the second side called the title track contrary to ordinary is also very good he does this cool it's similar music wise where it's like kind of this like 
soft rock groove going on, but he like yodels at the end. And it's Whoa. so like, I've never heard that before. Um, man, I just am blown away by this record. I've, I have a couple of his other records and I've listened to them and they're, they're also great, but I don't know. This just like took me by surprise, I guess. So I'm going to have to, I guess, get into some of the slightly later era. Yeah. Jerry Jeff. Uh, so does that mean you're very bummed or extremely bummed you didn't buy 30 CDs of his? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually thought of that when I started. Like, I was like, man, I, maybe I should go back and the, the, the owner of that shop was like, man, somebody brought in so many of his records and about 30 of his CDs if you want to look <laughs> at them. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should, if they're... If I could get like a deal on yeah, them, like yeah. you know, all all of them for, I don't know, you, thirty that, for thirty that could be good. Thirty for thirty, I might, I might do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as and this is the record that I got at the bargain bin. It had a punch through it, but the vinyl's like perfect, nice. and I paid five bucks for it. Hell yeah. And it's like the record that I'm most stoked about. So. I don't know. This is this is one of the like it's been a long time since I feel like I've got a win like this with record shopping where you buy something and it's cheap uh-huh. and it's kind of just like on a whim and then it turns out to be like really good. Really good. So I'm really excited about this record. Hell yeah. That's uh that's a Jerry Jeff Walker contrary to ordinary. Everybody order it on discogs yeah, yeah. or go <laughs> go to high tone and buy and buy some uh they might CDs. they might have it on cd yeah <laughs> uh well the record i bought at high tone was igor tyler the creator i had been wanting this on vinyl for a really long time and oh. just never saw it like when we would go out shopping and we would never see it and i got excited because i it was up on the wall, so I thought it was used, like a. It was going to be really expensive. I went over there. It was kind of expensive. It was thirty dollars, but I was expecting it to be like sixty or something because it was on the wall. So I grabbed it. Uh, it is a new copy, though. I get they just recently repressed it this year. Okay. Um, when when is that record from? This came out in twenty nineteen. Man. Okay. Remember like 11 years ago when I got into Tyler, the creator, was that only 11 tried, years ago? And, and I tried to get everybody to, I mean, you got in, I you know. got into, um, odd future. No, Yonkers was the track that got me. Oh, into it. That's a Tyler, okay. Tyler, the creator, okay. um, song, but then that, that led to other stuff. And then I quickly stopped listening to it at some point and haven't listened to anything <laughs> since, but that song Yonkers is real good. There was also some questionable stuff. Like he was like, you know, yeah, the language wasn't there at the time, but he kind of got canceled until other stuff came out of Adam. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, uh tell me about Igor. Yeah. I don't, I haven't heard you it. You haven't heard it. Nope. Oh, Cody, do yourself a favor. <laughs> This album is really fucking great. One thing I like about this record store, I don't know if they do this with all their new records, but they put it in a sleeve. It's shrink wrapped, but they put it in a sleeve for me. Oh, that's nice. That's nice of them. Um, Let's pop this bad boy open. I believe it's black vinyl as well. I take the plastic off now. I used to not do that. Yeah, you got to... 
I do that as well because now I put my put them in those sleeves. Yeah, I need to get I need to start spending more money to do those those kind of things. I've I've crossed the line into old man record collector that puts everything in <laughs> in sleeves. Uh, yeah, black vinyl. Um, let's see. Let's pick a standout track here. Um, oh, I got to go with Earthquake. I think it was a single, but it's a single for a reason. So we're going to pull up Tyler, the Creator. Earthquake. I believe it's E-A-R. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> are you trying to it's figure out how to spell Earth? Not Earth. Oh, yeah. like, like Welcome to Earth. Gotcha. So the thing I really like about this record is there's a shit ton of really awesome synth on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like very soul. Like it's very a very soulful mm-hmm. record. And it's also really fucking weird, which is yeah, just the way. That's yeah, that's his plus. style. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wish I was. Uh, I want to hear this loud on non- yeah, big speakers. Yeah. You should check it out. Give it a listen. It's a really great record. There's lots of like really awesome, just noodly synth breaks. Um, nice. Yeah, That's it's awesome. a really great record. What is next for you? Uh, let's see. Next, let's see. I'm to. I'm to yeah, Kicksville now. Um, so after Rockland, or after uh, High Tone, we went and had lunch at mm-hmm. Lola's. Shout out, shout, shout out to Lola's in Roseville, who were open and served mm-hmm. us, unlike Nick's Taco, who said that, that we needed reservations, even though they had yeah. tables. I understand maybe they didn't have enough people working, but... I was really looking forward yeah. to this. And now we're not allowed to go back there because Cody knocked over some tables as we were leaving. I threw I threw a yeah. fit. I asked to talk to the manager. <laughs> the lady was like, I am the manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to Kicksville. Went back to SAC, went to Kicksville. Uh, one of yeah. my faves. Um, so I bought this record and it actually turns out to be... a. a problematic more problematic than it already Ooh. looks but it's it's good so this it's good it's don't worry this folks. is it's good uh, that it's problematic well i mean it's uh so it's uh carla pundit is the name and the uh proprietor of tone vendor was kind of talking to me about it as 
I was checking out and it totally flew over my head. He was like, oh, it's like uh, Corla uh, Pandit. And I was like, uh, uh-huh, yeah. And then it turns out uh, Corla Pandit is an actual... Actually, I don't know anything about him, but he was like from the 50s, an organist that kind of played this exotica oh, music. Okay. And then this guy is Carla Pundit. And this record is actually from 1996. Not really? It, to- it, it totally tricked me. This is, this is on... The uh, Dionysus label, which once I look them up, it's all like garage okay. and surf and exotica, kind of from that mid to late 90s uh-huh. wave of that stuff, which was like kind of the time I was also getting into it. But anyways, lately, I think, you know, since the pandemic and my anxiety with my job, everything has, you know, I've been on this quest to find the chillest type <laughs> of music possible. And like I was listening to a lot of like uh, IDM and then I got into like some ambient stuff and even like flirted with some new age stuff. And then my most recent thing is I've been listening to a lot of Exotica, um, which is like the records you see at every thrift (laughs) store where it's like a white girl dressed Mm -hmm. you know like uh someone from a different country very badly and then it's a bunch of white people playing their idea of what this exotic music would sound like even though it doesn't really it's completely uh fantasy basically i've been i've read some stuff even the the kind of the guy that sort of like spearheaded the movement said like this is all like fantastical stuff this is what i in my mind what going to the islands <laughs> sounds like or whatever. So lots of like, uh, wood blocks and glockenspiel mm-hmm. and vibraphones and organs and piano and stuff. And this in particular, um, it's called the album's called journey to the ancient city and it's, uh, mostly organ based this guy. I don't know what his race or nationality is, but he's wearing it turban on the cover but it's it looks so much like one of these old exotica covers yeah. that I, I i fell for it i thought it was old legitimately old uh it's actually good good stuff if you like this kind mm-hmm. of thing i can i can pull yeah, up a let's hear a, a little song bit. real quick just a little bit of it all right uh this song is called the ruins at sunset okay. Journey to the Ancient City. Um, the packaging, since it's from the 90s, there's no website or anything. That's usually the, the giveaway when something yeah, is supposed yeah. to look old and then you can see in the small text there's like a website or a copyright yeah. or something. This does yeah. not have any of that. Um, so... Well, you said it was 93, right? Uh, I think 96. Oh, 96. Oh, okay. yeah. We we're just yeah. getting into having websites on things, mm-hmm. kind of, I think. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, these like garage rock guys were like yeah. not interested in the internet at no. that point. Um, it does say it was engineered March of 96. So if I would have really, uh, oh, okay. really 
dug in, I would have seen that. The cover is actually credited as a cover designed by Shag, who I don't know if you're familiar oh. with that artist, but yeah. he's got that definitely like 60s tiki mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. So uh, I get it. But this isn't his like art. It's just he did the layout, I guess. He did the layout, yeah. Anyways, I like sitting in the dark with candles listening to this kind <laughs> of music now. Um, it's very relaxing. Did you, did you ever play... Uh, either Day of the Tentacle or Sam and Max Hit the Road. Uh, no, I did not. But I know they're beloved. Yes. Uh, this music reminds me of some of the soundtrack. Gotcha. Okay. Those. It was probably, there's definitely like, I feel like a movement in the 90s that were probably mm-hmm. all like, you know, s- SpongeBob was maybe like the ultimate, the end point of this movement, but where it's yeah, like these like yeah. cool artistic people, like maybe mostly in LA that were into this like underground tiki culture and like, mm-hmm. but like in it for like the right reasons, but also maybe kind of like borrowing some of the imagery that's a l- nowadays a little problematic maybe, but like, um, and I feel like you can see that, feel that stuff in all kinds. Like, I feel like Mr. Show has some of that for some reason. Yes, well, I mean, yes, they do. obviously, because uh, the people involved. But like, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's a weird it's a, it was a weird time. I wonder if it's about time to come back around to that. I was telling <laughs> Brandy that I felt really weird, like listening to this music. And we've been watching this house restoration show uh, and they recently did like a mid-century modern with like the conversation pit and like you know all the uh, beautiful wood sure. paneling and stuff and i was like man i'm kind of like getting back into this stuff i feel <laughs> like it feels weird um uh, but i'm not gonna get like a flame tattoo or like <laughs> put fuzzy dice in my car or whatever but i don't know i feel like there's fire, fire up the comet yeah well i would love to do that but um Anyways, yeah, so this is Carla Pundit. Yeah, it's, I mean, I could definitely see putting this on while you're just trying to relax or work or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, What is your... good organ sound. Yeah. I've been wanting to go record shopping for a while, but I haven't gotten around to doing it. Because life and things... The reason I wanted to go record shopping was to find the new album by Coheed and Cambria. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Vaxxas to a window. What is the fucking title of this thing? A window to the waking mind, I believe, is the full title. Fucking Kicksville had it. Yeah. For only $32. Okay. Oh, which, that, that record was only like, uh, oh, the price is still on it. Uh, it was $15. That's not bad. Anyways. $32, 32 98 Uh, I'm in like a co Cambria Facebook group and I see people post it and the price is over 40. Wow. Um, sometimes closer to 50. So I'm glad I got it finally at a good price. That album cover, in my opinion, is awful. Yeah, yeah. And looks like uh, some like angels and airwaves shit. It's better than that. Is this guy right side up? That's the bad guy. Okay. 
it's a whole fucking story, man. I know. You've been telling me this for 20 <laughs> <Dude>. years. <laughs> yeah, pretty much 20 years at this point. Uh, let's see what color I got. Again, I have not opened this. Look at that. It folds out. Wow. Into like a full dumb movie poster. Yeah. If I saw that poster in the theater, I would talk shit about that movie. Ooh. Ooh, is that like a, tr- a clear blue? Translucent light blue. Yeah. Not That's quite nuts. Coke bottle. No, 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 not Coke bottle. What about this artwork here? Is that any better? <laughs> this looks like the back of a VHS from the <laughs> mid nineties of for like uh Battlefield Earth. Or <laughs> like, uh, not Judge Dread. Judge Dread's too good for that. But like something like that. This one's blue as well. <laughs> I since they started putting out their comics, they have never had good like comic artwork. Yeah, it's, it's always been kind of a disappointment. Yeah, because. I love them. I love the story. Um, And I think they're a really fucking great band that is really popular in certain worlds, but gets kind of tossed aside because of the voice, because they're like they came from the emo kind of scene, even though they were never really that much of an emo band. Mm hmm. And this, the new album came out this year. It is the best album they've released in probably 15 years. Okay. Uh, I, we did a whole episode on it, so I'm not going to play any clips. If you really want to hear it, <laughs> listen to the album or listen to that episode. Okay. Um, it's pretty funny because uh, Dante didn't record for the first 30 minutes. Oh. Uh, so it's me going over what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm kind of skipped that one <laughs> at least until I'm caught up with some of the other ones <laughs> it's really that's really fucking great I love it uh, cool I know you're not super into them <laughs> but I'm maybe I'm gonna try one of these days to make you mildly appreciate them I mean I appreciate the musicianship for sure. We've I've seen them. I feel like I've seen them like 3 times or something you? with you, at least twice. And I like oh, I yeah. I actually kind of yeah. like the voice. Mm-hmm. Um like I don't have a problem with his voice. It's just like too like proggy and stuff. I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't want prog in my emo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh how do you feel about Rush? Uh, you know, I haven't, you know, we should do an episode of Matt H mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt H giving us rush or at least giving would, me rush because I don't be fucking rad. I don't know anything about rush, but I know he is or was a fan. Matt, if you're listening, I would love that. It would make me happy. And I would just compare them to Cody and Cambriel the whole fucking time. So <laughs> and, can't wait. and he would be like, who is that band? I'm, I should give him a Coheed playlist. Oh, God. <laughs> you should. <laughs> we had a conversation about 
the Avett Brothers episode. And I was like, yeah, I felt bad because like I didn't really like it. And he's like, good, that podcast needs more people, more people who think things are bad, <laughs> basically, is what he said. So it's true. It's true. So or more know. music that is maybe bad. I, I will give you Cody and Cambria and you can just talk shit about them the whole time. Ugh, oh, no, I'm washing <laughs> my hair that night. <laughs> uh, Cody, what's the last record you bought this the last record I bought is the Plains record uh, called I Walked With You A Ways. Uh, this is a project with uh, Katie Crutchfield from Waxahachie. And I should learn the other person's name. Uh, I want to say it is uh, uh, Jess Williamson. I don't know if she is from a band Um, or maybe she does some solo stuff, but it is great. The St. Cloud Waxahachie record everyone knows is like my favorite record from the last several years. I still am listening to it all the time. This is her first recording since then, I believe. Uh, it is a kind of, uh, 90s country inspired thing. Although once I really listen to the record, there's not that much, uh, sonically going on that sounds like that, but the aesthetic of the album and maybe some of the, uh, themes of the songs and stuff are really, really hit that sweet spot for me mm-hmm. or for maybe anyone who is into that kind of stuff. Nate, check these check check this record out. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. It's pretty good. We listened to it a bit in the car that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was enjoying it. It's very mellow and and pretty mm-hmm. nice sounding. Um have you I don't know if we listened to this song in the car. Oops. I don't remember. Uh it is called Hurricane. Uh, Jess Williamson, real quick, by the way, has four uh, albums out. Okay. I'm going to have to listen to those. Yeah. One that came out in 2020 was the last one. Okay. Um, This song has a video that just came out, and the video is directed by A.D. Bryant. Oh, cool. I love. Yeah. Um, And it's great. It also really kind of captures that aesthetic although this is a very black and red video and this album is very like mauve and lavender Mm -hmm. to me both both in the cover looking at the artwork and just like what i see in my brain when i'm listening to it but yeah let's take a little bit of a listen to this song this video is very it's got the great aesthetic yeah It's pretty cool to like hear her like sing sing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm 
I've mostly listened to like the garagey yeah. punk bands that she was in yeah. beforehand. P.S. Elliot. P.S. Elliot, Bad Banana, um, and Swearin. Is she in Swearin? Uh, yeah, both of them are. Okay. Uh, they're sisters, right? They are, yeah. Oh, the Ackleys. I think I listened to a little bit of the Ackleys. Mostly P.S. Eliot and Bad Banana. Yeah, P.S. Eliot's really the extent Mm. of my um, listening of her past bands, which, yeah, they're great. And I've listened to a bit of that, the Waxahachie album you mentioned, but not like, you know, a ton. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. It helped me uh, fall asleep a few times. <laughs> sure. Not, not, not in a bad way. Right? I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> this is super 90s, though. Yeah, yeah. It's very... I think in the car you said Judd's. Yeah, which... You know, Naomi Judd recently passed away, and Winona. They were supposed to go on this tour, and Winona Judd actually wanted to do the tour still and uh-huh. so I believe um Katie Crutchfield played some of those dates with her and sang with her as well as Brandy Carlisle and a few other people that I can't of course I didn't get to go to any of their shows but um and they did record a song together as well uh Winona and Waxahachie so you should check mm-hmm. that out but I don't know it's really cool to see like um, someone else who's kind of like embracing the yeah not like I'm the only one obviously but like this 90s country is kind of having a resurgence and it's, yeah. it's cool to see it like uh, played out in new music not just mm-hmm. like a direct reference or something yeah 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 So yeah, I'm gonna have to put this on for Amanda. I think she wanted to get to. Yeah. Um, glad you bought this one, Cody. Oh, thanks. Me too. <laughs> uh, oh, and it, it is. Uh, this is the one I paid the most for. I think I paid twenty six dollars for it or something. Mm, okay. And it is on uh, translucent pink. Ooh. and it's like a very very pink it's not like a hot pink and it's not like yeah. a, a light rose pink it's just very pink it's the same color as that uh at the drive-in yes uh sunshine split yes I think, I think you're right very nice um the last record we are going to talk about today also purchased at kicksville also, a record that I looked for at every record store that we went to that day. Because in the last, since, uh, since 2019, 2020, somewhere around there, uh, I have discovered the band Paramore. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about them with Nate soon. Oh, um, man. I was going to ask if you've done them because I, I, I don't know anything about them and I... I feel like I wrote them off because they were kind of the uh, wave after the wave of emo yes. that we were into. Yes. So not only was it like 
you know, from a whatever scene era that I was like, had already kind of written off because that's what you do when you're 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, but it's like, yeah, I never could really pin down like what they sounded like or anything. Cause they weren't straight up like emo or even mm-hmm. like pop punk, right? It's mm-hmm. maybe a little different. Like it's the closest thing that we got or the mainstream got to like a female fronted. Yeah version of that right but yeah, absolutely yeah well if you're free on thursday night okay and you want i can send you the playlist and you can you send me the playlist you, you i can join no, us no promises but um this album though was the one that we first got into after laughter it is their 2019 album no 2017 album oh okay it's not because didn't they did they just release one? They have one coming out in a couple weeks. Okay, I, they just I, came out with a, a new song. I, I see hype mm-hmm. around. So, uh, but this one is my favorite. Uh, it's not pop punk at all, though. Um, it is very, very Blondie, very Tom Tom Club, very like eighties synthy, really awesome stuff. Very dancey and fun um so i'm a big fan of them now i'm very excited for their new album and i'm very happy to finally own this record uh also uh aaron weiss does a guest vocal on this that's right that's right without you and i believe she showed up at their last show or one of their last shows and oh yes yeah i believe so did a vocal with them oh that's cool so it's like a marbly gray uh if i was in a goth band i'd call that tombstone gray sure sure tombstone gray uh which doesn't quite fit the album but you know what i don't care um it's a great fucking record I will play you the song that I gave Nate off of this album. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. Because then if I, yeah. Uh, which was the first song on the album. It's called Hard Times. It's about that comic website. Yeah, I was going to say. You think that's what they named it after? <laughs> Here we go. Paramore. Sounds like a ringtone. <laughs> it does sound like a ringtone. It could be a ringtone. This is great. Yeah. The new song is kind of in the same vein as this. So we'll see how the new album is. I'm pretty excited. It's coming out on in a couple weeks, I think. Cool. Um, so I'll send you the playlist. For this. Is she wearing a backpack while she's she singing? Is, That's yeah. great. That's great. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good shtick. Looks like Sam Sutherland. It kind of does. A little bit. 
So yeah, that is Hard Times by That's Paramore. Great. I'm going to listen to that playlist you send me and watch this video in full once I have okay. a second. So yeah, really happy to finally have that record on vinyl. I'm going to try to get all their albums on vinyl, but I think they tend, some of them are uh, kind of hard to find. So we'll see whatever happens with that. But I'm glad to have my fave. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, that was a good time on Saturday. Yeah. We should do it again sometime. Yeah, we should. We should go to another Sacramento suburb. I don't I don't know where there are record stores though. Yeah, I feel bad we didn't hit up Phono. We didn't go to well, Delta we do Breeze. Phono next time. Yeah, we'll start in Sacramento next time. Yeah. And then work our way somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to play it. I said I wasn't going to play a Cody and Cambria song, but I'm going to play us out on one. <laughs> okay, <Just>. bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Cambria. That's, it's got to be off that album. Their, uh, this is their newest one that you're about to play? Their newest one. I'm going to play one of the like super, poppy sounding ones we're gonna do a, a the the song is called a disappearing act we're gonna do the Wurlitzer version oh yeah claudio playing it all by himself i think i think i gave the song a hard time when i first listened to it but i came around and i fucking love it Plus, you can't go wrong with a Wurlitzer version. Yeah, I mean. He lives inside an existence that strays far beyond. The time perceived is no more bends all limitation. I take it back. I don't like his voice. No. <laughs> Cody, thanks for record shopping with me. You're welcome, Danny. Making my birthday a happy birthday. Anytime it's your birthday. <laughs> okay. Once a year. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you next year. Maybe I'll take you record shopping for your birthday. That doesn't really work because it's right before Christmas. So, but oh, How about true. January 1st? Or January not January 1st, 1st, but the first weekend in January. Sure, sure. We go record shopping we'll go because to, we'll have all that Christmas money. Yes. That are... Yes relatives send us burning a <laughs> hole in our pockets exactly exactly we'll go say hi to Dell. yeah all right. all right thanks everybody yep bye-bye bye That's the episode, everybody, for anyone that's still listening. I'll be back next week of the regular episode. But I hope this was enjoyable. Let me know. We can do more things like this where we just bullshit for a while and talk about music, especially after a good record store hunt. 
Okay. Anyway, if you're still listening, thanks and bye-bye.